0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into the best actress winners at the Oscars in today's statistics episode. What's this? What's this? It's super callafragilisticx the alidocious. What is this? It's just where you First things first, uh, before we really get into all this kind of stuff, I want to say that I have finished watching all of the nominated movies for the Spirit Awards, and so, uh, and voting for that has also opened already uh, for members. Uh, You can vote until February 16th, uh, which is... Friday, two Fridays from now, so sometime between now and then I'll record an episode going through uh, the nominees and my ultimate uh, ballot, and and just my thoughts behind those decisions because, you know, it's a rigid um, selection of films and you have to pick the best within it, and not all the decisions are statistically based, so thought is involved. Uh, so that is coming. I, I was able to finish watching all the ones I needed to today. And uh, yeah, I'm pleased. I saw some good ones. Saw a couple. I, I watched four movies. The last four I watched today. Uh, and uh, I quite enjoyed a couple of them. A couple of them I really liked. One of them I really, really enjoyed. And so uh, I'm excited to get into that at a later point. Uh, but for now, today's episode is... All about Best Actress winners because I've finished watching every single one of them. I think this is the second Oscar category that I have completely watched in its entirety with as far as winners goes excuse me. I think the only other one is well I guess actually maybe it's the third I think because I've seen its makeup first one I finished entirely was animated feature films, followed by makeup, and now Best Actress winners. No real order. Uh, You know, still haven't watched all the Best Picture nominees. I have three of those left, but I have seen all the Best Actress winners, and uh, I'm not going to go through every individual film and talk about, uh, you know, the performances in there and themselves. You know, that might come up here and there, but this is more of the general statistics as to uh, how these films have lasted over time, where they rank uh, against other Oscar winners and just things like that. That's kind of you know statistics statistics. So you might so so the the result is we are coming up on the, what is this going to be the 90th Academy Awards? and um, oh wait hold on a second one second oh no let me all right hold on I'm gonna pause and put some stats in here and be right back and okay I'm back uh, which was no time for you listeners but I just put in I had not put in the spreadsheet data for the last film on the list, which was uh, The Trip to Bountiful, which was 1985's Best Actress winner for Geraldine Page. Uh, So they're all in here. And as I was saying, um, this year we are at the 90th Academy Awards, and we will be crowning the 91st Best Actress winner, when you factor in the tie that occurred uh, back in 19... I don't remember what year it was. Uh, 68 1968. There was a tie between Funny Girl and Line in Winter. Uh, Catherine Hepburn for the Line in Winter. And I don't remember the name. Uh, Barbara Streisand. It's not it's not really uh, that's not in my wheelhouse so sorry um, anyway so yeah uh, so there was the double the the tie there which increased the number to 90 heading into year 90 so this will be the 91st person to win or well award to be won but it will be the 93rd movie that is associated with a best actress winner Uh, So you have the 89 years, plus one uh, for 1968, where there was a tie, plus two more for 1928, uh, where uh, we had a three-film achievement go to uh, the winner from um, 1928, which is Janet Gaynor. She was awarded Best Actress for her performances in 7th Heaven, Sunrise, colon, A Song of Two Humans, and Street Angel. So, that adds two more films, so that puts us at 92. And so this year, we will be awarding the 91st Best Actress uh, Statuette uh, for the 93rd film. Um, and that's uh, at the 90th Academy Awards. Which is interesting. It's cool to see... You know, we don't really get ties anymore. Um, I don't know that there's really the possibility to that. Uh, I know that Best Picture uses a uh, different type of voting system, uh, the preferential ballot, so and I'm not sure if that's used in all the categories, but it is at least used in Best Picture, and that kind of eliminates the, most of the possibility the for a tie, really. Um, we definitely, you wouldn't want a tie in Best Picture, but I could definitely see there being ties in the rest of the uh, areas. So, across these 90, currently 92 films, uh, and will be 93 within a month or so, and uh, I'm just now considering that uh, this might even have been a better served episode to do in a month when I figure out who's won the next one, but it's too late for that. I have already started recording this, and I am committed to finishing this and uh, doing it and we can go into the best actress race at the end of this episode, because that, that can be an interesting sort of tag at the end of it. So, of these 92 films, uh, the average rating that I gave them, as a collective, is 72.3, uh, which is fairly strong. It, it is the weakest, unfortunately, average rating across the four acting categories. So... Currently, the average rating for a film uh, winning Best Actor is 78.71, so five and a half points higher, roughly. Uh, The average rating for a film winning Best Supporting Actress is 76.77, so about four and a half points more. And at the highest end is the average film rating for a film that won Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars, which is 82.57, a full 10 points higher. Now, admittedly, I haven't seen all the films from those other three categories. There's still uh, a substantial length to go, and uh, that means that um, you know those numbers will most likely drop rather than increase as time goes on. I think you know I have between like 20 and 30 for most of them at this point. So we'll see how things shake out as as we kind of as I knock them off. You know I do have. Most of, if not all of the best actor winning films that uh, I haven't seen acquired <laughs> to be watched, and I have been watching them. Uh, today I watched Harry and Tonto, uh, which was the best, uh, best actor, best lead actor win for um, Art Carney, which is kind of silly. I don't think he deserved it for that, but this is the actress episode. Anyway. Um, So, yeah, 72.3. Admittedly, the lowest of the four acting categories, but still a solid score uh, when you really look at it. That's 90 films, um, and a lot of them are very, very good uh, films. Um, So, let's see. I will now sort... I had them sorted by year. I'm going to sort them by rating now to get an idea of... Alright, there we go. So there are approximately 11 of this 93 films make my top 300 uh, of all time for Best Actress. Or, or I mean, of all films from all time that have won Best Actress. Uh, and those films are from bottom to top, Erin Brockovich, Monster, Gone with the Wind, Johnny Belinda, Roman Holiday, Mary Poppins, Annie Hall, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Dead Man Walking, The Silence of the Lambs, and Boys Don't Cry. Uh, All fantastic films, not the only ones, not the only fantastic films on this list, but certainly some of my favorites. And they are very, very impressive, and they feature some incredible lead female performances. Julia Roberts and Heather Brockovich, Charlize Theron and Monster is, is absolutely incredible um i I gotta say uh one that really surprised me when I saw it I wasn't really expecting it at all uh, was uh was actually um Johnny Belinda uh, which is um right here nope, that's not it it's the next one uh which is Jane Wyman. I thought she was incredible in Johnny Belinda uh, that movie really really surprised me. It, uh, and more to the point, um, it was nominated for 12 Oscars that year, 1948, and it only won one, and that's Best Actress. So that's that's the other side of this that I really think is, is puzzling. Uh, so if we look at the sort of, let me see here if I can do this well, if we look at just how many Other nominations and awards these movies got besides Best Actress. So um, of the three films that were nominated a record high of 14 times, uh, only one won Best Actress and that's La La Land last year. Uh, One of its six wins. Uh, There are 15 films that were nominated at least 10 times that won Best Actress. And on the other side, there are approximately 13 films that were only nominated for Best Actress and won it. uh, Which is a lot. 13 out of 93 is a lot. Uh, That's not... Like, we say that we... You know, if you follow, like, Oscar stuff at all, you know, there's a lot of statistical correlation between uh, things like how Best Actress goes along with Best Picture far less often than Best Actor does. And, I mean, it's certainly true, but it's just it's very frustrating that that's the case. And, you know, one of those 13 films was Monster, which I think is incredible, and I, I'm frustrated that it didn't get nominated for more. Uh, as far as films uh, that only won one award that was best actress uh, you would have to you could expand that number from 13 to 48 so more than half of the films or more than, yeah more than half of the films that were awarded a, a statuette for best actress only one best actress 48 out of 92 currently and that's I mean, that seems like not a lot, or that, seem, like, that seems like very little, a, a small number. Uh, Johnny Belinda was the only one of those 48 that was nominated for more than 10 films, but The Hours from 2002 was nominated nine times. Silverlining's Playbook and Funny Girl were both nominated eight times. Coal Miner's Daughter nominated seven times. The Queen, Mildred Pierce, I Want to Live nominated six times piece, uh, And then a huge group now down at the five couple of fours, couple of threes, and then a handful of twos as well. So, you know, a lot of films with a lot of nominations that really just couldn't pick it up anywhere else. Um, On the other hand, some of the films that brought along a lot of awards, including Best Actress, uh, include um, Gone with the Wind, which won eight Oscars in 1939, Cabaret, which won eight Oscars, uh, but not Best Picture, back in 1972. Shakespeare in Love got seven, including Best Picture. La La Land, as I mentioned, had six, along with Mrs. Miniver. Uh, Mary Poppins, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Terms of Endearment, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Silence of the Lambs, and It Happened One Night, all got five. And that's good, you know, like, it's good. It's a a good thing. Uh, I, 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 I'm happy, you know, like, when you look at this year's Oscars, uh, four of the five actress nominees are also in a film that is nominated for Best Picture, uh, which is higher than it generally is. Um, You know, it's generally far, far less, um, unfortunately. So, of the winners for Actress, of the 92 films associated with winning Best Actress, 57 of them were nominated for Best Picture. Uh, So, that's okay. Uh, That's not terrible. Um, I can compare that with the current number of actor winners I've seen at this point, which is 74. 58. So, So, if you think about it, there are 89 possible Best Actor award wins. Well, eight ninety when you count Emil Jannings two Emil Jannings was nominated for two films. So of the ninety films I've seen seventy four of them, and fifty eight of them were nominated for Best Picture. Fifty eight. Does that uh, does that feel weird to anybody else? You know, when you think there's already more Best Actor associations with Best Picture, and I still have. Sixteen films to go. Like I, I you know, just uh, statistically proving sexism. That's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, moving off, moving off of that, moving into a different area. So back to this, sorting this again by year. So what we end up with, another thing. So, as far as I'm aware, and as far as I've determined, there are only two films that won a Best Actress Award uh, for a a non-English speaking role. And those are Two Women, uh, from 1961, and La Vie en Rose, from 2007. Uh, Those winners were, of course, from 2007, uh, Marianne Cotillard, who I love absolutely dearly. I think she's incredible. I think she's amazing. Um, And then from 1961, you have Sophia Loren uh, in Two Women. Now, I believe that there are other films in here in which the main character doesn't always speak English. Um, You can even point to um, uh, Jane Wyman, who in... Uh, Johnny Belinda doesn't speak at all. So, you know, there's a little bit of a gray area in that aspect of things. But those are the only two actually actual like films in which um they don't happen. Anyway. Uh also, moving on from that, uh, there are seven films or er, How's the sum six? Doesn't make any sense. Two, three. Oh. Um, There are seven films. In which best actor and best actress. Were both awarded. Um, The last one was in 1997. As good as it gets. Previously you had the silence of the lambs in 91. On golden pond in 81. Coming home in 78. Network in 76. One float with cuckoo's nest in 75. Wow. Big kind of jumble right there in the late 70s. And then you'd have to go 41 years earlier to find the next, the first one, which is It Happened One Night back in 1934. And that doesn't really happen that often. You know, it, it only's happened seven times in Oscar history. Three of those seven times, the same, that film also won Best Picture and Best Director and Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, six out of those seven times, the film won one of the two screenplay awards, uh, whichever one it was nominated. The only one that didn't was as good as It Gets. Um, let's see here. All but one of the, all but one of the films, uh, yes, as It Gets Again, was nominated for director with Silence of the Lambs, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and It Happened One Night winning. But And all seven of them were nominated for picture. They were also all seven except ooh, six of the seven. Um, the six were, all of them except It Happened One Night, were nominated for Best Film Editing. Uh, That went along with it as well. So, not a lot of correlation between actor and actress, and outside of those seven co-wins, only... Oh man, that's interesting. Well, of the films I've seen, outside of those seven, there are eight other films... That have one best actor, but were only nom- but were nominated for best actress. Every other best actor actor winner, there was no woman nominated for best actress. Which I don't know. You don't you don't expect it. You know you don't really think of. I don't know. It's tough to to find a f- a good movie that really has two solid leading characters played by a man and a woman that ultimately deserve this honor. You know, that's tough. That's You don't see a lot of films get two leading nominations for either gender or, or both genders. But, on the other hand, outside of the seven films nominated, or uh, that won both awards, actor and actress, 18 other w- Best Actress winners were nominated with a Best Actor alongside. Uh, so, Best I can say, the reason that that happened, uh, the reason I think that happened, is because women, especially, like, the older you get, so, you know, this happened, this has happened four times since the year 2000, and it happened four times in the 60s, three times in the 50s, three times in the 40s, those roles were, like, wife roles, you know? Um, girlfriend roles—you uh, you don't see, you know—who's who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is a wife for Elizabeth Taylor. Guess who's coming to dinner? Um, the Lion in Winter—you uh, know, Annie Hall. These are all girlfriend/slash wife roles that these women are portraying, and so their significant other is also nominated, you know. Whereas for actors, it doesn't happen as often. And there's a lot more roles that don't require a partner. Or if they do, that partner is delegated to supporting, as it turns out. As it turns out. Hmm. But what might matter more is supporting actress and actress. So, supporting actress and actress have been awarded to the same film ten times. Uh, Those films are Network. So, Network is the the only film to have won Actor, Actress, and Supporting Actress. That's the only film. No other film has done it. Uh, Many films have been nominated for those three, but only Network pulled that off. Um, Besides that, you have Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, A Streetcar Named Desire, Miss Miniver, Mrs. Miniver, Gone with the Wind, Shakespeare in Love, The Piano, Moonstruck, Miracle Worker, and Jezebel. Uh, The only one that won a third acting award outside of network was A Streetcar Named Desire, which also won for supporting actor. So a lot of, a slightly higher level of correlation between actress and supporting actress, which is good. I think that's a good thing. I think it shows that the film incorporates uh, a female cast, like it's not just a lone female actress nomination and win. It is not just a woman against the world, a woman against men, a woman as a homemaker, as a wife, that kind of a thing. It's, you know, she has a relationship with another woman, whether it's her mom, or her sister, her daughter, uh, or or just a friend, or whatever the situation might be. Uh, You know, you look at the miracle worker, which is Anne Bancroft, working with with, uh, Helen Keller, and and you know she's a teacher, and so that's an interesting relationship. That's a it's a good movie. It's a really good movie, and I think that correlation and those those categories lining up more often is a good sign. Uh, so outside of those eleven wins, or ten, I'm sorry, ten wins, ten wins, there are eighteen other films. That won Best Actress and were nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Pretty good. Uh, and then the last category to correspond with is supporting actor. Uh, and this one does not happen very often. Uh, there are five films where these two these two awards were both given to the same film: A Streetcar Named Desire, which we already mentioned, Million Dollar Baby, HUD, Terms of Endearment, and Cabaret. Uh, none of these films, or all of these films, were also given something else, uh, you know, Million Dollar Baby in terms of endearment, both one picture and director, Streetcar also won supporting actress, uh, production design, HUD won for cinematography, Cabaret won director, score, mix, sound mixing, production design, cinematography, film editing, although I think it wasn't sound mixing, I think it was just best sound back then, so but like only five times, uh, best actress winners, best act- best actress winning films were nominated for supporting actor, twenty one other times. Uh, so that's that's a lot. That's a decent number of times. Um, you know, there's m- the the wins don't correlate that often, but the nominations certainly do. Um, but it, it's interesting, you know, you don't because I would hesitate to guess, and uh, I guess I can just do that, can't I? Um, how do we do this? Let me see. Well, I guess uh, I guess the numbers don't really bear it out. I was going to say I, th- I would assume Best Actor and Best Supporting Actress would line up more often, but it's about the same. Uh, there's six times that those awards have been uh, issued together, and an extra 20 times Uh, actor-winning, supporting actress nominated. Although, again, I still have to see more of these films, so that number could grow. Or it can't get smaller, but it could grow. Because I think you often, you know, when you have a relationship displayed in a movie with a man and a wife, or I'm sorry, husband and a wife, man and a woman of any type of relationship, Uh, they're either on equal ground, or generally the woman is delegated to the supporting actress role. Just look at, like, last year in Fences. Viola Davis was a supporting actress nominee, and Denzel was the lead in that movie. Although they, like, pretty much both shared almost the same amount of screen time, and you certainly could have nominated Viola Davis for Best Actress because she completely... Is an autonomous character in that movie, and it's frustrating that they did that. And um, you know, I put her in supporting in my uh, my uh, awards, which I kind of regret now, and I wish I hadn't. And I might go, I might have to change that and of that now that I'm thinking about it. I, I did it because that's how the Oscars determined it, and that's how the film was campaigned. And they, since the film decided it, you know, it's tough to argue with the film. But I think you might—I might have to argue with the film. So it's interesting. I might do that. We'll see. If I do that, that'll ha- uh, that'll be announced on the uh, twenty seventeen awards episode coming up soon. But that's that's the thing, though, is that you know, Fences is the perfect example of that, and. To a certain degree, I think that the publicity campaign behind Viola Davis's uh, uh, behind her Oscar nomination and and win was mostly put in place to give her a better chance to win the award. You know, the competition was far greater in the best actress category last year. Uh, Even though There's a good chance she could have won that, too. There's a good chance, I think, in my opinion. Anyway, Best Actress. Back to Best Actress. Uh, So, now, while I have seen all the winning films, I have not seen every film nominated. And of those, though, I have seen many. uh, I've seen 158 of the other nominated films for this category. So, if there's four nominees... Average, there's four other nominees over 90 years. That's 360. So, like, I haven't even seen half of them. That's crazy. Well, I guess some films like this, like, you've got Suddenly Last Summer, which was nominated for Best Actress twice. Thelma and Louise had two Best Actress nominations. Um, Turning Point had two. All That Eve had two. Uh, Mildred Peer, or Terms of Endearment had two, with one winning. So, uh, yeah, probably still about half. Man, that's a lot. I didn't think I was that far away. (laughs) Jeez. But, that sucks. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've seen 250 films nominated in the Best Actress category, winner or loser, and if there, there have been 90... We'll say this year's number 90, and we're including this year. So that's 450 theoretical nominees. And I know earlier in history there was less. So even when we lower it to like 440, that still leaves like just shy of 200 movies to watch for this category. That's a lot, man. Jeez, that's a lot. When you think about it, and that's one category. And I'm sure most of those were nominated for other things, but that's a lot, man. Whew, best actress. What are you doing? Um, So let's now talk about the bad ones. So I'm not really going to go into like how good or bad the performance itself was. If I, I I might one, I may not really remember it, but two. But, uh, but two. I mean, I mean, I don't think that's fair. I think um, it's tough to deny. That there isn't at least something remarkable and something noteworthy about any of these performances. Good film or bad film. Uh, You know, they may not have aged well in some cases. They may have been rewarded. You know, this happens all the time. But they may have been, you know, legacy awards. And, you know, just sort of more for their body of work than the particular film. And this is just the time they chose to award that. But all in all... There are definitely some bad films that these these awards are associated with. So, for me, there are 10 of these winning films which I have rated below 50. So, bad to awful. Only one actually comes in under 25 in the awful range. So, from best to worst, to each his own, uh, from 1946, 1946 which, was, uh, the, which was a win for Olivia de Havilland, uh, not her only win, but uh, definitely her worst, the worst of her two wins. Uh, From 1932, The Sin of Madeleine Claudette, Madeleine Claudette. Uh, That was a win for Helen Hayes. That one isn't too good either, in my opinion. Uh, Next is from 1978, Jane Fonda in Coming Home. I just I don't I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't. I think Jane Fonda has given so much, some some really good performances, and coming home I didn't think was one of them. To, it didn't do anything for me. Next is from two thousand and eleven. The only one in this century is Meryl Streep's win for the Iron Lady, which I think is kind of a bad movie. It's Streep, so you know she's really good in it. But it is—it's uh, not a good movie. Next is from 1931, uh, which is a win for Marie Dressler for *A Min and Bill*, uh, who was the fourth recipient of the award uh, back in 1931, all those years ago. Below that is *The Country Girl* which was from 1954, and that was a win for Grace Kelly, which is unfortunate. I, I like Grace Kelly, actually. I think she's really good. I think she's a good, um, I think she's a really good actor. And she won for The Country Girl, which is far from, far from uh, her, her best performance, in my opinion, you know, she, she's very, very good in Rear Window. Uh, she was not nominated for Rear Window. She was very good in Dahlin for Murder, uh, which she was also not nominated for. Uh, so, you know, they, they all came out the same year, and yet they chose The Country Girl. Ah, stupid. 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 Anyway, next up uh, is... The most recent one, The Trip to Bountiful, Geraldine Page, uh, 1985, kind of a, I don't know, it's a really slow film, you know, Geraldine Page Page plays the mother of John Hurd, and she wants to go back to the town and house she grew up in, and her daughter-in-law doesn't want her to do that, and considers her a massive bore, and uh, very annoying, and always underfoot, and in the way, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then this movie is about her just kind of running away. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's not a kid running away from home. It's this elderly woman running away from home or to home, depending on how you look at it. Which feels like an interesting concept, and there's definitely something to it. But it ultimately falls short for me in most places. Uh, trip to Bountiful. Uh, next is the Rose Tattoo which is from 1955, so the year after Grace Kelly won, you have uh, Anna Magnani, uh, who won for her performance in The Rose Tattoo, which I've only seen one of the other nominated performances from that year, which is Catherine Hepburn in Summertime, so I don't know. I can't say definitively that this was undeserved, although... I mean Hepburn probably. I would have been more happy with Hepburn winning, but you know she'd won for like ten million things at that point. So uh, I don't know. It, we're getting getting into the real low end, and then the penultimate film is Coquette from 1929, uh, which is the third second second winner, which is Mary Pickford uh, in Coquette. Um, Yeah, that year had six nominees. Someone had to be better. Gotta believe it. Although the first year only had three nominees. So... I guess it evens out. No, but then 1930 had six again. So, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Co-Cat, pretty bad. And then the only awful one, the only awful one for me is from 1937. It's Louise Rainer. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, she's the first person to have won two consecutive acting Oscars. Uh, she'd won the previous year for The Great Siegfeld, which I think is fine. I think it's an okay movie. Uh, but The Good Earth is terrible. And having seen the majority of the films uh, the performances, nominated many of the year, I don't think she deserved to win. This is one of the few performances I really don't think... I think you, you have such a huge disconnect between the Academy and, like, morality in this, that year, and, and you know, all the years, really, in the early 20s, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, because, I mean, it was, she was in yellow face, it, it was just not a good look, and uh, it's it's kind of a, it's definitely a, a pox on the legacy of Ampus for having picked her, not just nominate her, but, like, to win, Her character's name was O'Lan. And, you know, she's absolutely white. She is from London. She was born in Dusseldorf. Uh, Frustration. But, all said, I think that most of the films are are fairly good. To to a moderate degree. Um, I mentioned that uh, there were 11 of them in my top 300, but of the 92 that are... of the 92, 69 of them are rated 60-plus. So, good to great to amazing to incredible, which is awesome. Like That's such a... that's a good number. Um, Of the current number of films I've seen that have won actor, on the other hand, there are she's 16 in my top 300 this isn't working out well and there are 62 rated 60 or above so uh, at least in this situation you know about half of the remaining films I have to see would have to mark a rating of 60 or higher in order to break in order to tie the actress precedent that was set so that could end up being on pretty fairly even ground all, all at the end of the day, I think, I think we'll see. Remains to be seen, you know. Remains, uh, remains to be seen. That's uh, what it is. That's what it is. Um, the. Let's see here. There are. Oh man, this is a lot worse. So, I've seen, I think all of, if not nearly, all of the films nominated for at least 10 Oscar nominations. Nominated at least 10 times. Um, there are a handful that I didn't win. You know, Gangs New York, American Hustle, uh, True Grit, The Turning Point, The Color Purple, and uh, of course, at the moment, The Shape of Water, but I think that's due to change. And uh, as far as I'm aware, I've seen 81, 82 films... Nominated for at least 10 Oscars. Um, It's a lot. It's a good number. And... Every single one of them... Was nominated for Best Picture. I think that's... Hard to deny. I I think you're hard-pressed to find a film... Worthy of 10 nominations... That couldn't be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, And so... you have um, only one of them was not nominated for best director and that's The Color Purple for Spielberg yeah that's that's a thing uh, but then here's, here's where it gets kind of interesting so of those 82 films 53 of them so you know three fifths were nominated for best actor and 16 of them won That's, you know, that's not overwhelming. You know, that's not like 90, 80% even. It's like 60%. Uh, So, you know, if you... You could totally see that number being similar with Actress, right? Hmm. I don't think so. Because the number of Actress nominees for those associated films is 36. Uh, That's two-thirds the the amount of... um, Best Actor nominees, 36 to 53. The wins, however, are almost equivalent, so Best Actress winners 15 times uh, out of those films and Best Actor winners 16 times. So that's on the same level. Nominees, huge disparity there. Very big disparity. Not even, not even close. Ugh. Yeah. Man. Um, on the other hand, uh, if you look at supporting actor, man, stop doing stuff. Uh, you have What's the last one? Tom Jones, fifty-one, so almost equivalent fifty-one supporting actor to lead actor, with twelve wins, so less wins, but um, about the same number of nominees. And supporting actress, I would hazard a guess that there's less again, and I'd be right. There are forty-two. Not as big a disparity, but about 10. Uh, but actually, the most wins associated with 10 plus nominations of the acting categories is actually supporting actress, uh, which is actually pretty fascinating. Um, I don't believe Shape of Water is going to add that to its resume because I don't think uh, I can picture her face. Why can't I? Why don't I know her name? Oh my goodness. From the help. I don't want to look it up. I shouldn't have to look it up. I'm really blanking on her name. Octavia Spencer. I got there. We got that. Yeah, I don't think Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer really stands a chance in supporting actress with Allison Janney and Laurie Metcalf in the category. I just don't think it's possible. So there's that. There is that. So let's see now uh, what we're looking at this year. So this year, our five nominees come from The Shape of Water, which has 13 nominations, Three bowboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which has seven, Lady Bird, which has five, Atanya has three, and The Post has two. Of these five movies, uh, Atanya is the only one not nominated for Best Picture, uh, so that's kind of a big strike against it. The Post is the only, pref- Meryl Streep and The Post, that's the only film uh, that has one acting nomination of the five. Uh, three of them, Itanya, Lady Bird, and Shape of Water, are bring along a supporting actress nomination. Whereas two of them, Frances McDormand and In Three Billboards, and uh, Sally Hawkins in Shape of Water, bring along a supporting actor actor nomination. Uh, with Three Billboards bringing two. Shape, Three Billboards, and Lady Bird all have an original screenplay nomination to go with them. Whereas Lady Bird and Shape of Water both have a director nomination to go with them. So, a lot of different machinations, permutations, things you can kind of uh, look at and and see. So, personally, what it feels like to me is this is kind of a two-horse race. From all the Oscars listening that I've done, it really feels like this is pretty much Francis McDormand or Saoirse Ronan, with the heavy favorite at the moment probably being Francis McDormand. So, the question is can we statistically find evidence to support that claim? I don't know. Let's see. So, we mentioned that three billboards has multiple supporting actor nominations. That has happened as far as, uh, for winning films, once, in terms of endearment. That had two Best Actress nominations and two Supporting Actor nominations. One, it, Both of them won. That's uh, the only time it's happened. Uh, on the other hand, there are two times at least where a film was nominated for multiple supporting actor nominations, was nominated for multiple supporting actors, and lost Best Actress. uh, Ordinary People being one of them, and Julia being one of them, where the supporting actor won and the lead actress didn't, which is definitely a situation we might have with Rockwell uh, and McDormand. Um, There are also uh, three, um, oh, that's three billboards, Uh, Rocky, Bonnie and Clyde, And the Hustler all had multiple supporting actor nominations, and a supporting and a lead female nomination, but won none of them. So that indicates to me that actress, actress, and supporting multiple supporting actors is definitely something that we see a lot. But beyond that, I wouldn't say there's much to go on. The other thing is, Three Billboards did not get a director nomination. So, I'm not sure how big of a deal that is. Uh, Because if you look at it, um, 49 of the 93 times the supporting of the actress winner has a director nomination to go along with it. With uh, 11 times winning both awards. So, I mean, that's like... More than half, but like not by too much. Uh, not a lot. No, Mm-mm. I wouldn't. Nope. I would say that that's. I would. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's definitely better to have one. Because if you, if I look at the list of nominees that I have uh, that didn't win, rather, there are a hundred ninety-nine films nominated for Best Actress, but not nominated for Director that didn't win. Although three of those include The Post and *Itania* and Three Billboards. So, they're kind of skewing the data. But let's move off of Three Billboards. Alright, let's say we're looking at, um, well we looked at Actress and Supporting Actress. And there's definitely a correlation there. So for Lady Bird, you have Ronan and Metcalf, who are definitely both contenders to win their awards uh, at this point. And so there's definite, there is definitely uh, history there. But I would say, and I would, but as it turns out, it is more likely. Oh, or is it? Let's see here. I guess it is I guess it's equally likely. Well let's see okay. There are eighteen films that won actress and lost supporting actress, whereas there are twelve films that won supporting actress and lost actress. So it's more likely for a film to win actress than supporting actress, based on that. So that, that also kind of that stat leans towards Itanya as well. Um More likely that Robbie wins and not Janny than the other way around based on past precedent. Uh, And then there are 34 films that lost both. So that's also a possibility. That's definitely definitely still on the air as well. Uh, We also have... So who do we have left? That leaves... So... Shape of Water for Sally Hawkins. She is nominated alongside her co-stars Octavia Spencer and Richard Jenkins. You have only hmm, I'm trying to see how many times has that happened before, where with the with a winning Best Actress nominee. So fourteen times, uh, the winning Best Actor, winning Best Actress. That, that film was also nominated for both supporting categories. That's a lot. I mean, 14 out of 92 uh, is is not in sequen- inconsequential. Uh, seven, 8 of those 14 times, the actress was the only one that won. Once, all three won. And 5 times, actress and supporting actress shared. So... In that particular configuration, the odds of actress and supporting actor both winning are very, very slim. I don't think anyone really has Richard Jenkins getting a chance to win his award. So I think that definitely lines up. And I think with Spencer, most likely not winning either. Uh, And really, I I think all three of them are on the outside looking in at this point. uh, Which is a shame, because I think Sally Hawkins really deserves to be in the conversation a lot more, as it turns out. But let's look at nominations specifically. So, we uh, like I said, we have 13 for The Shape of Water. 7 for Three Billboards. 5 for Lady Bird. 3 for Itania. 2 for The Post. And if you look at three films nominated for... Actually, let me do it this way. Cancel Out of the uh, the nine films I've seen nominated for 13 Oscars, three of them won Best Actress, including Shape of Water. So we're including the films in these numbers. So that's one in three. Uh, When you go down to seven, or three board words got seven, right? Yes. You go down to seven, uh, you have ten winning films for Best Actress out of the 22 that were nominated. So, slightly better percentage, better than a third, almost 50%. When you go down to 5 for Lady Bird, there are 16 out of 28. Uh, I'm sure I've got more films to see at this level, uh, I, I would guess, but statistics bear bode well. They do, for five. We go down to three for I-Tanya, and uh, slim odds. Five out of 23. So less than a quarter for I-Tanya. And then actually slightly better odds for Meryl Streep, based on the statistics. Eleven with two nominees out of 38. So better than a fourth. Better than a fourth. I don't know. That probably doesn't really mean anything, but it might. So I would say that the front runners based on those stats are 3 Billboards and Lady Bird, which I think are the front runners. Like statistically, it just works out that way. And I think if you see anybody else win that award, uh, that'll be a surprise and it goes against not just what we kind of know to be the case and to be the current um, temperature of that race, but also against the statistics. You know, it's, it's defying the odds, as it were. You know, you're winning a 1 in 10 shot as opposed to a 1 in 5 shot, which is significantly more difficult just by its very nature. And I think that's interesting. I find that interesting. I do. So, lastly, and if you can't tell, really just kind of not sh- wasn't sure what I was really going to talk about when I got on here. I thought I'd have a lot more things to kind of pull up just easily. Um, but finally, I wanted to kind of go into the actresses themselves and how they stack up against actors as a whole. So, sorting um, my... Actors Spreadsheet, first by overall ranking, and then second by Academy Awards 1, and kind of focusing on women that have won Best Actress. You have uh, Cate Blanchett, who's ranked 6th overall, Meryl Streep, who's uh, ranked 421st, Catherine Hepburn's at 35th, Jodie Foster's at 184th, Olivia de Havilland is 405. Sally Field is 476. Betty Davis, 628. Um, Frances McDormand, who won for Fargo, is 47th. Maggie Smith is 51st. Brie Larson won for Room, she's 84th. Audrey Hepburn won for Roman Holiday, she is 91st. Uh, Holly Hunter won for The Piano, she's 154. Gwyneth Paltrow for Shakespeare in Love, 162. Natalie Portman, Black Swan, 213. Jennifer Lawrence, 289. Julie Andrews, 311. Um, So there's some pretty highly rated actors. You know, they've done a fantastic job. They've turned out really good careers. Uh, They've been in a lot of other good movies outside of those. uh, And uh, we're all happy for them. And in fact... Uh, of them all hold on a second. I feel like this math doesn't add up here. Let me see. Oh, I guess there's a lot of multiple winners. Some 120. That doesn't sound right to me. Although I guess I have to keep in fact keep in mind. Let me see. Some 154. Oh wait, That's the wrong category. Um some, 165. Huh. 120. I don't know if that checks out. Because like that even has to include supporting wins. And if it's saying I've seen 274 winning acting performances but only 120 coming up? That doesn't make sense to me at all. That doesn't make sense to me at all. How can that be? That'll have to investigate. I'm not sure if there's some sort of disparity happening there. However, what I was getting at is the winners whose average ratings who's like overall ratings aren't very good um, in some cases this is because they haven't really been in a lot of movies and that kind of drags your rating down but the pretty much all of them that have been in at least five films are rated very highly with the lowest person under that stat is Jane Wyman who's been in six films And uh, is currently ranked 1,304th. Which isn't bad. Like, that's still, like, top third overall. And, like, six films, two of them are in my top 300 of all time. So, like, she's not doing poorly for herself, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Is what I'm trying to say. But of the people, some of the people who haven't, you know, some of the people below that, Janet Gaynor, I've seen only the three films she won for, and uh, she's ranked 2,098th. Top half. Norma Shearer, who won for The Divorcee, is ranked 3,406th. And at the bottom is Geraldine Page. I've only seen two of her films. She won for The the Trip to Bountiful. Her other film is The Rescuers, and she's ranked 3,628th. So, kinda low. Uh, not gonna lie, but excuse me. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, definitely still, um, you know, still, you know, you gotta trip to bountiful. is not very good. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm trying to say. The trip to bountiful. If you take anything away from this one episode, the trip to bountiful is not a good movie, in my opinion. I don't think it is. I I don't, I don't like it. It's not good. Hard pass, hard pass on the trip to Bountiful. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the name of the game. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, wow. Okay. This has been an hour long. So (laughs) yeah, we kind of talked about a lot of different things. We went into the Stats, and, and we went into a little bit of like previewing this year. You know, I have mentioned, you know, I can, you know, if you look on the website, you look at my current nominations, um, having consolidated lead act, actor into a genderless category with 10 nominees, uh, currently this year I have Sally Hawkins, Sersha Ronan, Jennifer Lawrence, Frances McDormand. And Margot Robbie, and Haley Lou Richardson. Six women out of my ten nominees in lead actor. And uh, four of them line up with the four best actress nominees this year. So pretty pretty similar the Academy and I. Uh, the only miss that I don't have is Meryl Streep. And in her place, I can put either Haley Lou Richardson or Jennifer Lawrence. And I think both would be more deserving, personally. So that's where we're at with all of this stuff. I'm really pleased to have finished watching all of the Best Actress winners. That was quite enjoyable. I love seeing all these great performances. Um, Good film or no, it's still fun to go through them. That being said... I am working on the best actor winners now, uh, as well as, and then going from there, supporting an actor and supporting actress. My thought was to have in a similar style to the Cinerealist episode I did where I had Zach and James's top 300s pitted against each other to do an episode with the best actor winning films versus the best actress winning films, using their years as the Uh, placeholder to see which film which year wins more which which side wins more wins more years Uh, now obviously at the current moment in time uh, best actress the average rating for best actress winning films is significantly lower but that doesn't mean it wouldn't win more often you know like it just has to win in smaller uh, deficits that's all. So, and, and, you know, I still have a lot of best actor winners to see. And I've seen a couple that I don't have in the spreadsheet yet, and they're not, they're not the best. They're not like grade A material, so, not sweating it too much, as far as that's concerned. I do want to take a look at how this statistic doesn't really correlate. So so here, I don't know, the episode's pretty much over, but like, here's, here's what I mean when I say I am having something, I'm confused. So, I can add it up on my spreadsheet and say that there are 274 films that have won an award for either Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, or Best Supporting Actress. So, in theory, that means that there are 274 acting awards to be given to my actors. Right? That makes sense to me. On this actor page, I keep track of wins. You know, I have a whole column for it. And the sum of that column is only 120. Which, for those of you keeping track, is 154 less. 154. Like, I can't imagine I've not tallied that that often. That seems impossible to me. But it might not be. I don't know. So, I don't... I'm just going to have to... I don't even know what I'm going to have to do to fix this. I don't know. I'll have to look. Because let me see. Hold on. Let me do a really, really quick check here. Kate Winslet. All right. Kate Winslet. On my spreadsheet is not an Oscar winner. But she did win an Oscar for The Reader. Which I have seen and is on here and is marked as such. And the same thing with Jane Fonda. I don't know how these got erased. Man, I'm gonna. Uh, man, you know, like it's things like this that just really frustrate me, because I know that. Uh, man, I'm just gonna have to go through it. Uh, that sucks. All right, I'm gonna figure that out, and update things, and uh, make it all, fix it all, do the things. You know. Alright, that's all. Okay, closing out the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, if you want to look, uh, you want to get in touch with me, if you want to share with me your top 300, your top 100, your top 10, I'd love to hear it. Uh, you can share that uh, through email, circleoffilm@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You want to send me a tweet at circleoffilm, you can do that there. If you want to check out the website, you want to check out the Circle of Film Award nominations for this year, for past years, the winners for 15 and 16. Uh, you want to look at other episodes. You want to look at this scavenger hunt stuff. Uh, best, best month born actors. That's all on the website circlefilm.com. And if you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Circle of Film. Uh, any and all, any and all the things that you do are, are appreciated. And that is, of course, extends out to just listening to the episode. Like that, that is in and of itself very, very appreciative. So, thank you so much, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades. Wait